Hello, friends. My name is Mike, and I'm a lifelong Star Trek nerd and contributor on a Star Trek-centric podcast called FedCon, Federation Conversations. I love Star Trek so much that I often find myself wanting more detail, more explanation into the things that have happened in-universe. Here's my first foray into the tech manuals, the headcanon, and other places that house Trek knowledge and lore so that I can answer these questions that keep me awake at night. As a kid, the first Star Trek movie I ever saw was Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, when it was an ABC movie of the week. I was maybe five or six years old at the time. It hooked me on all things Star Trek. To this day, it's my favorite Trek movie of all time and has one of the most iconic scenes, the destruction of the USS Enterprise. The ship appears to be deserted. How can that be? They're hiding. Yes, sir. But the bridge seems to be run by computer. It is the only thing speaking. Speaking? Let me hear. Nine, eight, seven, six, five. Get out! Three, Get out of there! Get out! One. What a scene. Arguably, the most iconic spaceship of all time blows up right there before our eyes in order to keep it out of the hands of the Klingons. The more I got to learn about Star Trek and how the ships worked in canon, I started having questions. Why wasn't the explosion of the Enterprise bigger? When matter and antimatter containment is broken down, the explosion should be massive, like what we saw in Star Trek Generations when the Enterprise D lost antimatter containment. So why wasn't the refit Enterprise destruction even bigger than it was? Why was the saucer section the only part that exploded? There isn't an official in-canon explanation, but based on sources like Mr. Scott's Guide to the Enterprise, I have a pretty good working theory that is backed up by in-universe continuity. Also, big thanks to Quora.com, but also to Reddit, because, man, Star Trek nerds are the best when it comes to this, because we love talking to each other about these uh, headcanon solutions that we have to problems. To put it simply, there are two self-destruct options, Destruct Zero and Destruct One. Destruct Zero is the detonation of explosives in the saucer section and ejection of the antimatter bottles so that they can be safely out of range. This is for use around a planet or other vulnerable things. With the main computer core located directly under the bridge, this allows the ship to not be captured and with sensitive data like all the files to the Genesis Project, which is Commander Krug's main goal in capturing the Enterprise, this was the most effective way to destroy the ship. Essentially, they scuttled it. If you're unfamiliar with scuttling, uh, this is used when you want to destroy only the ship to prevent its capture without endangering anything else. Destruct sequence completed and engaged. Awaiting final code for one minute countdown. Code zero, zero, zero. Destruct zero. Destruct sequence is activated. The second option, Destruct 1 is like a matter-antimatter bomb. This is used when you want to destroy the ship and everything around it. Magnetic containment in the antimatter bottles is shut down, causing a massive explosion. Now, you can't use Destruct 1 in orbit of the Genesis planet. Savik is there. Spock is there. Additionally, if you destroy the bird of prey in the explosion, there goes your ticket out of here. So scuttling the Enterprise and only ensuring that your captors and all the sensitive data are eliminated is the safest bet. Now, here's another possibility. The destruct sequence was supposed to blow the whole ship up, but because of previous damage during the fight with Khan in Star Trek II and the loss of the automation system that Scotty put in place in Star Trek III, 
It simply couldn't trigger the antimatter pods because it couldn't reach engineering. Scott, can you transfer power to the phaser banks? I don't think so, sir. What happened? They've knocked out the automation center and I've got no control over anything. Mr. Sulu. Nothing, sir. Keep in mind that the Enterprise still had a lot of unrepaired reactor damage and had just suffered a major hit to the computer automation center. It's entirely possible that Scotty's team had done something during the field repairs that would prevent the antimatter from being dumped, possibly because they didn't trust the system not to go off prematurely with all the other damage they had suffered. But it's also more likely that, again, there was no connection to engineering, like those circuits had been destroyed. They had no control over anything in the secondary hole. So when the countdown ends, the computer tries to blow the main reactor, but for whatever reason, it gets no response back. Could all of this guesswork and research be fixed with one or two lines of dialogue? Of course. But what fun would that be? Do these theories and headcanon match up with what you've come up with? Let us know. We'd love to hear your comments. To hear more Trek nerds lovingly geek out about all things Final Frontier, check out our Star Trek-centric podcast, FedCon, Federation Conversations, featuring myself, BJ Robinson, and our host, Mariah Beachboard. And for all of us here at Federation Conversations, we hope you're truly seen by those you love. <laughs>